to dance our way out of our constriction. Call the beat freaking up and down the hang up alleyway. With the groove I only got, we shall all be moved. Ready or not, yeah, we come getting down
Entrepreneur of Indie James Radio, the one and only LV. What's up? What's going on, Nate? Not much. I'm here. I'm still alive. I'm I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little tired. Um, my wife Reagan is um, due in the next week or so, so we're getting everything ready. Um, All right, baby, baby Nate on the way. Baby Nate. Nate Jr. We're, we're we're still going between names, believe it or not, um, but uh, we'll have one soon. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought, you know, I haven't talked to Elvie on the show in a while. Uh, of course, we talk every now and then, uh, frequently, um, just about life in general. But you know, I figured let's have Elvie on the show. We'll talk about music. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about that, and. We will have an episode. And, and tell everyone that you're a meme king. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where do you find all these memes? I Sometimes I don't get to like them as much. Like, I'm going through, and I spend so much time laughing, I forget to even like it or comment, because I'm actually laughing in real life. Yeah, you know, I, I have a few <laughs> sources. Um, <laughs> and then I, I stumble upon a few, and then, um, yeah, I have a few... There's a few, full disclosure, there's a few Instagram accounts I might steal from um, in terms of content. Um, and by steal, I mean repost. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not taking credit for them, but I will But they're still them. funny. And then if, if anybody goes to Nate Larson Music um, on IG, you'll see the collective group of memes you post like throughout the week and you will just die laughing. Yeah, I because I well I try to entertain because you know I don't want to just be an ad factory for people are going to discover my music hopefully but I don't want to be just check out my this check out my that I mean obviously I want to promote my 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 show and my my music but I don't want it to be I I feel like when you go on Instagram and you follow a lot of artist accounts it's just constant like 
check out my show, check out my this, check out my that, and and it can it can be can turn people off. So I, I don't want I want it to be a fun um, hangout spot. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I wish I could say the same about indie jams, you know. But I'll, I'll say this: Instagram has really tightened up, man, and they've gone security crazy on me. I don't know what goes on, but they consistently. Like, on a weekly basis, lock me out of my own account. And it it's so frustrating that Instagram does that. Because I'm like, I am me. I am not a robot. I am me. Stop yeah. locking me out of my account. <laughs> but I, I don't know why they do that or what the thing is with Instagram. Ever since they did that, like, I saw a couple times, like, Instagram went down. And then the first time it wasn't a big deal and then the second time it happened i was like okay they're making major major changes and then after that uh yeah things weren't the same so yeah i know they changed the algorithm and they they purged a lot of accounts and they i'm not quite yeah even you know it was funny i had to (laughs) people i was following that like um i should be following like my wife and stuff they had purged their from my account, so I wasn't following my wife, Reagan, or my manager, you know, important people like that. Um, yeah. And, and then it's like, I have to, like, apologize, like, oh, no, I, I wasn't mad at you, I, you know, it's <laughs> Instagram's fault, and people are like, oh, yeah, sure, Nate, no, 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 you know. Yeah. I, um, uh, yeah, they, they followed a lot, um, uh, like, unfollowed people that I thought I was following already, and then... I saw a lot of, I felt bad because I saw a lot of people, like, their own following went down. Like, they removed people from, I don't know, it was just weird. And I was just like, whoa. They haven't really attacked my following because I've worked really hard on that. So if they said anything to me, I would be really upset because I remember when I first got, like, to 10K, it was like, well, I'll say this. I remember when I first got to 7K. That was, like, a big deal for me. And then 10K was cool. And then, uh... 20k was good and then I knew I wanted to get to 30k last year so like I was leaving at the end of the year and we were going to spend the new year in Paris and I was like okay if I can get to 30k by the new year I'd be happy and I didn't get there I was at like 29 and I was like oh my god I didn't get to my goal whatever no big deal so I've been working so hard this year because all I wanted to do this year obviously each year I have a goal I wanted to get to 40k And I've been at, like, 39.5 for, like, the last three months. And they will not let me get to 40K. Like, they just won't let me do it. Like, every day, it goes up and down, up and down. And then with them locking me out of my account, I'm really not uh, Instagram-friendly right now. Like, they're not not on my good side. No. So, Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening, I know you are. You're you're sort of benevolent. Let LV get to 40K. She deserves it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't you man, have we, enough? Don't you have enough money and stock and land in we, Hawaii we, we, and whatever? We deserve it. We indie jams. You know, we're all a big family. We deserve a huge audience. And I noticed so many changes. Like I, I can't even explain it with the hashtags and then the actual live audience. Like I just feel like everything is so much harder now. It used to be so much easier before to connect with people and talk, and and now it's just like it just feels different. I can tell the difference, but. It's whatever, you know, social media is one tool and then I always have my personality. So when I meet people and tell them about what we have going on, um, that's what makes Indie Jams grow. Everybody wants to be a part of it. Everybody wants either their own show or they want to be interviewed. 
And it helps that um, we're located in Studio 18 because I come across a lot of dope individuals um, there, too. So um, it's going. It's growing. I'm not complaining. But I'm not happy with, no. with Facebook. I'm not happy with Facebook either. So the social media thing is really bad. Facebook, uh, obviously, reading more and more because I'm a, I won't get into too much politics. But, you know, they're the ones spewing a lot of lies. And mm-hmm. I can't believe... I can't believe that that is something that they're allowing all these fake ads and stuff to roam around with like thousands of clicks and likes. And I'm just like, why would you poison people like that? You know, like it's so sad. Well, I think they kind of hide behind the, oh, we can't censor people thing, you know, free country or whatever. But the problem is you're not censoring, but you have to regulate information and yeah. Uh, in terms of what's factual and what isn't. And, you yeah. know, like if, if people in college or high school, if you were to write a paper, you have to have sources and it has to be cited and you have you can't just say the earth is flat. You know, you have to say, you have to prove why that you believe that's the case and, and you won't be able to because it isn't, you know. So it's the same thing on social media. And, you know, not to go on a whole rant, but I'm about to. Um, (laughs) 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 you you know, people come to me all the time and, and okay, well, no, I can't tell it. There's somebody I know closely that let's just say they are, well, I can't say that. Okay. There's somebody I know that is, is close to someone that works in media. Okay. And that's all I can really say about that. But they, they're, they're, they're in a relationship with someone working in the media, and they keep posting these articles and links to obvious propaganda, you know, whatever your belief yeah. is, it's like, okay, that's not, <laughs> you, you, you know someone that, it, that should not have a bias, and anyway, yeah, I, they need to do something, and, and they got caught, they just keep getting caught, um, not really mining the store, so to speak, so, I, I, they're they're feeling the pressure. I think they. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's rough. Uh, but I saw this, and and uh, I know it's so political. But Elizabeth Warren, she put out a an ad saying that Facebook supports our president, um, and obviously our president is in like deep water right yeah. now. So yeah. they they created this lie and put it out there just to see what Facebook would do, and they didn't even take down their own ad that was clearly a lie about Facebook and Mark and Trump shaking hands. It was just complete propaganda, completely made up, but she was making a point. Yeah, I did. I did see the, I did see today where Elizabeth Warren said she won't take donations from the big tech companies and good, you know? Yeah. It's just crazy that it's like, I love social media, but I like connecting with real people. I like, real news real stuff that's going on like every now and then i'll take a look at some of the uh social media sites that are like gossip you know just to see what's going on but i really don't get deep into that because that's it doesn't really do anything for my life so like celebrity news and gossip and i know you just said something about the earth being flat and i know you were just telling the story but that ended up being a debate for me last night because like i had got home and my roommate was there and he's like, so, uh, he, I, I think he had something to do to yesterday and he couldn't do it because it was Columbus day. 
Yeah. And he was like, oh, so what'd you do for Columbus Day? I'm like, I don't know. Is that like a real celebration? I was like, that whole thing is a lie. Like, you yeah, know, and absolutely. it turned into it turned into Christopher Columbus not discovering America. Indians were living here. He made up a lie into the earth is he proved that the earth is round. And then it went into Kyrie Irving saying that the earth is flat. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, we could have been there all night. I'm, at some point, I was just like, you know what? You know, we're just going to stop this conversation right here. I'm going to go lay down because my brain is fried right now just from this conversation. So, yeah, especially, I mean, I, especially in my house because my um, right now my, um, you know, my wife is Native American. Yes. She is uh, part of the um, Lakota Sioux tribe and, and her mother is was born on the reservation and everything in the Black Hills of South Dakota. And, this um, is this is real news right now. Yes, like, what you're so, talking about is real life. Yes, and so my family, my daughter um, is Sue. So I want to be, and, and my son will be. And so when they're born, not to get Elizabeth Warren territory, but uh, when and every tribe is different, and I I only know a little bit about the tribe they're enrolled in, but. Um, you know, you have you have a certificate of what they call certificate of Indian blood, and so you present that. And if they were to, let's say, get a settlement or um, things like that, and I think in in their tribe you have to be a third to get the benefits, and then it, it stops at a certain point. But um, yeah, so we enrolled Gigi in that, and um, uh. It does help with, um, like, you can go to a Native American hospital, things like that. But um, yeah, so in our house, yeah, we don't we don't celebrate Columbus Day in that way, <laughs> you know, because the, the reality is, yes, he. Uh, I mean, talk about um, genocide and things. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, uh, man, it's. It's so, and uh, you know what my my roommate ended up saying. So pretty much everything I learned in school was a lie. And I'm just like, hey man, I'm not here to tell you that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying just that this particular thing. Yeah, it, it is a lie, and it's sad that you know that's that's what we're teaching our kids still to this day. You can tell them the truth, but your school your schools are still teaching that. I'm like, oh man, I at that point I'm like. Well, what do I teach? How do I teach my kids the right thing if they're going to school to learn and uh, and I want to teach them the right things? And I won't even get started about school because there's so many things they're teaching you in school. And then obviously, you know, being out of school now and running my own business, I think back to school and like, what did they really teach me? Like they didn't teach me how to do my taxes. They didn't teach me any type of financial stability or you know, how to how to get your own house and how to qualify for loans, things like that are so important that you need uh, to survive in this world. And I, I just I really am shocked that we spend so much time in school and don't learn any of those stuff like nothing. Yeah, it, it kind of, you know, history kind of ends uh, after World War Two, if if and, and then that is kind of skewed. And then, you know, life skills um, are kind of being phased out. So hopefully uh, that kind of reverses a little bit because, you know, yeah, the, the more skills you have as a young adult, the better off you are in terms of how, how to, yeah, how to, how to balance a checkbook, how to do things like that. Yeah. I wish they would teach you those things at a younger age. That's, I feel like you would be more equipped to handle life. I feel like 
In this day and age, a lot of kids are questioning how to survive on their own. Do we go straight to the military after school or do we, you know, go to college? Because they're so scared to be broke, you know? It's a very poor society we live live in. Uh, and, and parents are, you know, getting by just to, you know, pay their bills for their kids. And let alone the kids are like, okay, well, when do I get a job and what do I do? And it's just sad. Like, I see it every day. I see all these kids so scared. They're, like, even my own family, like, they don't know what to do. Like, my brother is like, he he went the route that I didn't go. He went straight into the military. And now he's even looking for work because he doesn't want to go back to the military. So, He's like, what do you do? How do you win in this world? Um, and it's just sad. It's just sad that this is what it's come to, you know? So that's why I try to, like, give people good advice and keep people positive. Um, I think that life can pull you down. So I made it my job to connect with people, to get to know people, to empower people and tell them like you know they can do it they can do anything that they set their mind to to push and do bigger and better things everyone's gonna make money granted we're all gonna work for a living but invest your money things like that and I mean it's it's tough man it's tough what I see every day I get worried I'm like man do you know I I have my girlfriend I'm like do you know do we want to bring a kid in this world Fight the power! 
check Don't worry, me half was a number one jam Damn if I said you could slap me right here Get it, let's get this party started right Right on, come on What we got to say Yeah to the people, no delay Make everybody see In order to fight the powers that be Fight the power talking um we were talking about columbus and um the white devils and um things (laughs) things like that uh but um you know i I think it's cool that um you and i have a platform so that people that feel like they are not heard can have a voice and we can get their message out there whatever that is yeah, um, I mean, where we left off pretty much is just, I, I'm tired of living in a fake society, and and that and the reason that that worries me so much is because I want to have my own children. Like, Nate, we talked, like, you have Nate Jr. on the way. I keep saying that because, you know, that's just what it is, so. Yes. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Nate. Nate Baby Nate is on the way, and I just—I mean—I worry so much about bringing a child into this world, this world that we live in. Um, it's a little scary, man. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, if, if I think these things and feel these things, and I know many other people out there feel the same way uh, about, you know, politics, and and as much as you wanna, you know, eliminate that from from your life, you can't really run from it no more because it's affecting our everyday lives. Like, we live in a political society. If you don't know anything about politics, then this is your time to learn because that's just where we are in 2020. So, well, where we're going into in 2020. 
Um, so yeah, man, I, I just encourage people, you know, to, to do some research and learn uh, more about what's going on around the world uh, and do not learn from the news. Do your own, you know, research and read your own stuff and watch your own documentaries and kind of have your own mindset on what you believe is real uh, versus what we're taught. And that's sad that we go to school for so many years and we're taught lies. Like, right. and I can't even think of half the stuff I learned in school that I actually apply in my daily life. But, I mean, I, I more learned a lot from the streets, the school of hard knocks, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everyday everyday struggle like that taught me more than what I learned in school so uh, that's just where I'm at and you know what's funny I was talking to my mom and she was telling me about my grandma now my name is LV my grandma's name is LV my grandma gave me her name when I was born originally my mom was gonna name me Natalia and uh, my grandma was like no name her after me LV and then her middle name could be Natalia so um, she went ahead and did that. My grandma was so wise. She was honestly my best friend, like, in this entire world. Like, anybody who knows knows that I spent, like, my childhood was all my grandma. Like, I was under her arm. I wanted to learn more about her. She traveled. You know, she went to college. She did all these things, lived a different lifestyle than where we came from. So I always wondered, how, how do you do that? How do you get that life? How do we get out of where we are now? Um, and that's kind of how I... I, my brain functions. It's like, what would my grandma do? She wouldn't do this. She wouldn't do that. So, anyways, I was talking to my mom, and my mom was like, you know, your grandma always says uh, two things she doesn't talk about are politics and religion. And I just started laughing because I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! Like my my mom had no idea that I um, am doing this interview with you. And yeah. I'm like, man, if she if she only knew, I spent like 20 minutes talking about politics and. Uh, and, and that's where I'm going with the rest of this interview because now I want to get into religion. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, um, and, and, and I was thinking about what we talked about um, earlier on the week. Um, and uh, for those that don't know, we, we the first part of this interview was recorded earlier and then uh, we had a scheduling snafu. And, and so the second part is uh, being recorded now. And um, But, you know, the thing I think about, because I hear a lot of people say, oh, I can't believe society's this, blah, 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 my children. But my, my whole thing is if you do have children and, you, and you're going to, that's even more important to raise them the right way and teach them um, how to treat people and um, dig in into your values so that they can influence people because there's plenty of, you know, frankly, bad parents out there. So that's what I would say is dig in on what you know is important with kids and then then if you do that you're not focused on the other because that the other is always going to be there now i got a question for you nate yes i know you were raised i know you were raised right because i met your mom yes so i know that you got you know the good tip on your shoulder and you learn right so you follow the gospel obviously i know you're in church i know you were singing with uh you were in a, well, you guys were in a band, right? Well, yes, we, my, yeah, now growing up, my mom sang in the, um, like, contemporary praise group at our church, kind of like the early, um, what you would call Christian rock music, and then, um, when I was, like, 14, 15, um, I was taking voice lessons from 
uh, teacher at the school I was going to, and he really kind of took me under his wing and invited me to hit. He was, he, he was and is a pastor. Um, and it's funny, he reached out to me the other day and said that big things are coming, just keep working. So uh, that was, that was nice Uh-oh. to hear. But, um, uh, and he, and, 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 you know, predominantly African-American gospel group, which is, you know, night and day from what I was used to, but I mean, what a foundation to have. And so I, I joined his church and joined, he put a gospel group together and he kind of made me the de facto lead singer, which was kind of intimidating because I was so young and, you know, surrounded by, um, all these really talented people. But yeah, I, I grew up in, in that, and being, and getting back to what we were talking about politics, growing up in, in my formative teenage years, being in that group and learning about, you know, African-American culture and um, Hispanic culture, Asian culture, all the different things I wasn't exposed to as much, your perspective changes and you realize, okay, not everybody has a fair shake in life. Society doesn't treat everybody the same. We're not all born with the same opportunity. So it's my responsibility that I know that to tell other people and, you know, say, hey, look, not everybody um, has the same opportunities in life so before you're you rush to judgment you don't know what they've been through listen to them listen to their story and try to help them you know that's my whole thing is especially in music you really see that so sorry to interrupt you but yeah that's that was my no you're good you're, you're good i love i love lengthy conversations <laughs> yeah so that was kind of my that's really my foundation is you know what because you, you i mean especially in those environments you hear all types of stories and her traumatic things that happen to people and you know I, I you, you your heart goes out to them and you just you just want to help them and, and, and nurture them and, and be a you know um, a supportive person absolutely so growing up being part of that and you know still pursuing your passion for music we're now in 2019 we have somebody who's been very um, outspoken politically, somebody who has been uh, musically inclined yet mentally insane. Yes. Uh, uh, in in our music industry, and and now he's leading a, a gospel, and and it's crazy. Like, how do you feel? Like, I have to ask your personal opinion on how you feel about Kanye West. Well, my hope, whether it's Kanye or. Um really anybody, you know, whether they're famous or not, is if, because I do, I do believe, um, the gospel truly and, and fully. So my hope is that, and I, I, I have no reason to question his sincerity. Um, I did watch some of the videos of his, and, and no one's doubting how talented Kanye is. He's one of the, um, premier artists we've had in hip hop, but, um, so I hope, I hope it's coming from a real place. I think it is. I think he, there's definitely some mental instability and I don't, I, I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, so I can't diagnose, but I think some, some bipolar, some things like that, that went on. And I know he talked about being on medication and some of the statements he made that aren't lucid kind of sound like what would a, what a textbook bipolar person would say, um, so I think hopefully his medication got regulated and he's he's going to a therapist and you know for people out there uh, that want to 
look into therapy. I encourage it. It's fantastic. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's because I, I heard, I'll be honest, I heard two things about Kanye doing the church service. I heard, because for those that don't know, I'm going to spill a little tea here. Somebody told me, and I and I think it's true, he owed, he owed and owes a lot of money to Jay-Z. Um, he turned over, essentially he signed kind of secretly a deal where a third or half of the gross of what he makes from music, from his publishing, things like that, um, a, a few people told me this, so, you know, don't shoot the messenger. I don't, I, I don't have a way to confirm this, but the people that told me would know. Uh, so basically he, uh, he borrowed money from Jay-Z, couldn't pay him back. And Jay-Z, um, has a stake of his future earnings. So someone said the reason he started the, um, church service was to create a tax exempt status so that he could, um, the earnings he made from that he could keep to himself. Now, if I'm Jay-Z and whatever, and someone owes me money, I'm going to find a way to get it. So if he's selling merchandise or things like that, there's always a way you can, um, you know, get whatever you're owed. So I'm not even sure if that's true or not. It, it kind of makes sense because he did that one rant on stage where he was like, Jay-Z, don't send the killers out to me and all that. Um, so... You know, but all that being said, and, and that could all be true, and he still is being genuine and wants to um, do these church services and things, you know, it could be a combination of things. So that's kind of my point of view. But I will say this, I hope it's, I hope um, he does have a change of life and for himself and Kim and his children, and I hope he can have positive influence on Chris and the rest of them, you know, that's my take. Yeah, I, I read something yesterday that he's putting out an IMAX movie. Um, I guess it's compiled of uh, kind of like, you know, that Michael Jackson, This Is It, where they, it was like back yeah. him rehearsing and then they had a concert. I think that's kind of what they're doing, which is cool. I think um, also for those that haven't heard, there's a – and I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. There's an Aretha Franklin documentary that just came out wow. where – where she recorded a concert in Watts in the 70s, and people begged for her to release it because it's, it's supposed to be just incredible. Um, and uh, they just now compiled it and edited it and mixed it, and it's it's called, um, I think it's called Amazing Grace, but yeah, look that up. It's on iTunes and YouTube and all the streaming sites, but it, it, what I have seen of it is it's, it's, it is an encapsulation of gospel music in a movie. It's great, so... Um, that does sound amazing. Yeah, I, and it's right, so it's it's cool because um, like the Rolling Stones are in the Deacon Pit, and it's, it's like all these people are there to watch her. Um, that's really cool. There's a fire burning in my heart. 
Um, you know, I, I think it's cool that um, you and I have a platform so that people that feel like they are not heard can have a voice and we can get their message out there, whatever that is. Yeah, um, I mean, where we left off pretty much is just, I, I'm tired of living in a fake society. And, and, that, and the reason that that worries me so much is because I want to have my own children. Like, Nate, we talked, like, you have Nate Jr. on the way. I keep saying that because, you know, that's just what it is. So, yes. <laughs> baby, Nate, baby Nate is on the way. And I just, I mean, I worry so much about bringing a child into this world, this world that we live in. Um, it's a little scary, man. I'm not going to lie. And uh, if, if I think these things and feel these things, and I know many other people out there feel the same way uh, about, you know, politics and, and as much as you want to, you know, eliminate that from from your life, you can't really run from it no more because it's affecting our everyday lives. Like, we live in a political society. If you don't know anything about politics, then this is your time to learn because that's just where we are in 2020. So, well, where we're going into in 2020. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I just encourage people, you know, to, to do some research and learn uh, more about what's going on around the world uh, and do not learn from the news. Do your own, you know, research and read your own stuff and watch your own documentaries and kind of have your own mind set on what you believe is real uh, versus what we're taught. And that's sad that we go to school for so many years and we're taught lies. Like, right. and I can't even think of half the stuff I learned in school that I actually apply in my daily life, but... I mean, I, I more learned a lot from the streets, the school of hard knocks, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. everyday, everyday struggle. Like, that taught me more than what I learned in school. So, uh, that's just where I'm at. And, and you know what's funny? I was talking to my mom, and she was telling me about my grandma. Now, my name is LV. My grandma's name is LV. My grandma gave me her name when I was born. Originally, my mom was going to name me Natalia, and... Uh, my grandma was like, no, name her after me, Elvie, and then her middle name could be Natalia. So um, she went ahead and did that. My grandma was so wise. She was honestly my best friend, like, in this entire world. Like, anybody who knows knows that I spent, like, my childhood was all my grandma. Like, I was under her arm. I wanted to learn more about her. She traveled. You know, she went to college. She did all these things, lived a different lifestyle than where we came from. So I always wondered, how, how do you? that how do you get that life how do we get out of where we are now um and that's kind of how I, I, my brain functions it's like what would my grandma do she wouldn't do this she wouldn't do that so anyways i was talking to my mom and my mom was like you know your grandma always says uh two things she doesn't talk about are politics and religion and i just started laughing because i'm like <laughs> oh my god like my my mom had no idea that i um and doing this interview with you, and yeah. I'm like, man, if she, if she only knew I spent like 20 minutes talking about politics, and uh, and and that's where I'm going with the rest of this interview, because now I want to get into religion. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, um, and, and, and I was thinking about what we talked about um, earlier on the week, um, and uh, for those that don't know, we, we, the first part of this interview was recorded earlier, and then uh we had a scheduling snafu, and, and so the second part is uh, being recorded now. And um, But, you know, the thing I think about, because I hear a lot of people say, oh, 
I can't believe society's this, blah, 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 my children. But my, my whole thing is if you do have children and, you, and you're going to, that's even more important to raise them the right way and teach them um, how to treat people and um, dig in into your values so that they can influence people because there's plenty of, you know, frankly, bad parents out there. So that's what I would say is dig in on what you know is important with kids and then then if you do that you're not focused on the other because that the other is always going to be there now i got a question for you nate yes i know you were raised i know you were raised right because i met your mom yes so i know that you got you know the good tip on your shoulder and you learn right so you followed the gospel obviously i know you're in church i know you were singing with uh you were in a, well, you guys were in a band, right? Well, yes, we, choir. my, yeah, now growing up, my mom sang in the, um, like, contemporary praise group at our church, kind of like the early, um, what you would call Christian rock music, and then, um, yeah. when I was, like, 14, 15, um, I was taking voice lessons from a teacher at the school I was going to, and he really kind of took me under his wing and invited me to, he was, he, he was and is a pastor, um, and it's funny, he reached out to me the other day and said that big things are coming, just keep working, so that was, that was nice Uh-oh. to hear, but, um, uh, and he, and, and, you know, predominantly African-American gospel group, which is, you know, night and day from what I was used to, but, I mean, what a foundation to have, and so I, I joined his church and joined, he put a gospel group together and he kind of made me the de facto lead singer, which was kind of intimidating because I was so young and, you know, surrounded by um, all these really talented people. But yeah, I I grew up in, in that, and being, and getting back to what we were talking about politics, growing up in, in my formative teenage years, being in that group and learning about, you know, African American culture and um, Hispanic culture, Asian culture, all the different things I wasn't exposed to as much, your perspective changes and you realize, okay, not everybody has a fair shake in life. Society doesn't treat everybody the same. We're not all born with the same opportunity. So it's my responsibility that I know that to tell other people and, you know, say, hey, look, not everybody um, has the same opportunities in life. So before you're, you rush to judgment, you don't know what they've been through, listen to them, listen to their story, and try to help them, you know, that's my whole thing, is, especially in music, you really see that, so, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, that's, that was my... No, you're good, you're, yeah. you're good, I love, I love lengthy conversations. Yeah, so that was kind of my, that's really my foundation is, you know, what, because you, you, I mean, especially in those environments, you hear all types of stories, and her, traumatic things that happen to people, and, you know, I, I, you, you, your heart goes out to them and you just, you just want to help them and, and, and nurture them and, and be a, you know, um, a supportive person. Absolutely. So, growing up, being part of that and, you know, still pursuing your passion for music, we're now in 2019. We have somebody who's been very um, outspoken politically, somebody who has been uh, musically inclined yet mentally insane. Yes. Uh, uh, in in our music industry, and and now he's 
leading a, a gospel, and and it's crazy. Like, how do you feel? Like, I have to ask your personal opinion on how you feel about Kanye West. Well, my hope, whether it's Kanye or um, really anybody, you know, whether they're famous or not, is if because I do I do believe um, the gospel truly. And, and fully, so my hope is that, and I, I, I have no reason to question his sincerity. Um, I did watch some of the videos of his, and, and no one's doubting how talented Kanye is. He's one of the um, premier artists we've had in hip-hop. But um, So I hope, I hope it's coming from a real place. I think it is. I think he, there's definitely some mental instability, and I don't, I, I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, so I can't diagnose, but I think some, some bipolar, some things like that that went on, and I know he talked about being on medication, and some of the statements he made that aren't lucid kind of sound like what, what, a, what a textbook bipolar person would say, um, so I think hopefully his medication got regulated and he's, he's going to a therapist and, you know, for people out there, uh, that want to look into therapy, I encourage it. It's fantastic. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's cause I, I heard, I'll be honest. I heard two things about Kanye doing the church service. I heard, cause for those that don't know, I'm going to spill a little tea here. Somebody told me, and I, and I think it's true. He owed, he owed and owes a lot of money to Jay-Z um, he turned over, essentially he signed kind of secretly a deal where a third or half of the gross of what he makes from music, from his publishing, things like that. Um, a, a few people told me this, so, you know, don't shoot the messenger. I don't, I, I don't have a way to confirm this, but the people that told me would know. Uh, so basically he, uh, he borrowed money from Jay-Z, couldn't pay him back, and Jay-Z, um, has a stake of his future earnings. So someone said the reason he started the um, church service was to create a tax exempt status so that he could, um, the earnings he made from that he could keep to himself. Now, if I'm Jay-Z and whatever, and someone owes me money, I'm going to find a way to get it. So if he's selling merchandise or things like that, there's always a way you can... Um, you know, get whatever you're owed. So I'm not even sure if that's true or not. It, it kind of makes sense because he did that one rant on stage where he was like, Jay-Z, don't send the killers out to me and all that. Um, so, you know, but all that being said, and, and that could all be true, and he still is being genuine and wants to um, do these church services and things. You know, it could be a combination of things. So that's kind of my point of view. But I will say this. I hope it's... I hope um, he does have a change of life and for himself and Kim and his children, and I hope he can have positive influence on Chris and the rest of them. You know, that's my take. Well, I hope so, too. He just dropped the trailer for Jesus is King, so instead of him, Kanye was supposed to drop an album, and he that was like ghost. Like, the album never dropped. Something surfaced on YouTube, and somebody was, like, leaking the album. And from what I heard, is it's just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the fact that he never officially dropped it, like it lost my interest because I'm like I love artistry. Like I love mu- like music artists. So if you're not the one that put it out, then I'm not even gonna. It's not gonna grab my attention. Um. So that was 
that was one thing. And then now he just dropped the trailer to Jesus is King. So I'm pretty sure he's putting out a movie. Yeah, I, I read something yesterday that he's putting out an IMAX movie. Um, I guess it's compiled of uh, kind of like, you know, that Michael Jackson, This Is It, where they, it was like back yeah. him rehearsing and then they had a concert. I think that's kind of what they're doing, which is cool. I think um, also for those that haven't heard, there's a and I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. There's an Aretha Franklin documentary that just came out wow. where where she recorded a concert in Watts in the 70s. And people begged for her to release it because it's, it's supposed to be just incredible. Um and uh, they just now compiled it and edited it and mixed it. And it's it's called, um, I think it's called Amazing Grace. But yeah, look that up. It's on iTunes and YouTube and all the streaming sites. But it, it, what I have seen of it is it's, it's, it is an encapsulation of gospel music in a movie. It's great. So, um, that does sound amazing. Yeah. I, and it's, I, it's, uh, it's, it's cool because um, like the Rolling Stones are in the Deacon Pit. And it's, it's like all these people are there to watch her. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. Since, you, uh, since you're talking about the greats, did you see that Elton John, they released that book? I did. I read some excerpts from it. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, did you, did you read what he read about what he said about Michael? Yeah, and I think I I kind of read between the lines, and I think I'm not saying he's wrong. I think Michael in the later years, I think, kind of fell under the weight of the world, and and because he was so sensitive and such an empath, I think um, what happened to him and how society treated him, and I think too, there's a there's a common thread with artists where they've been through trauma and they could really use therapy and they don't ever get it, and so it just gets worse and worse and worse, and I think Michael, in Michael's case, I know he was on some medication and things like that, so when you compile all that together, it kind of, what he was saying kind of makes sense in terms of him being, you know, kind of a, a, a broken person, um, mm -hmm. and I, I've kind of asked people, and they said he's, Michael was the sweetest guy in the world, but yeah, he could tell he was very fragile and you know it's funny I had a dream about I had a dream the other day that I met Michael Jackson and uh we were speaking of church we were at a church and we were performing and <laughs> and uh I was standing outside like you know where the ushers are and first Bill and Hillary Clinton walked up and I was like oh hi Mr. President and he's like I'm here to see you I was like okay great come in and then um like uh hey Hillary yeah whatever and then uh <laughs> uh you know, because nobody was excited to see her, you know. And then uh, then I, I saw I, Michael walked up. I said, hey, Michael. And he's like, hi, I just wanted to come. And, you know, I don't have, I don't have, um, I don't have bodyguards today. Is that okay? I said, yeah, we'll take care of you. So I was ushering him. And he was so frightened and scared and fragile in the street. It was really weird. And he said, is it okay if I hold your hand? I'm, I'm just kind of nervous. I said, sure, Michael. I'll, you know, so I'm holding his hand. And in real life, he... In the dream, he's taller than me, and in real life, he's like six, two or three, so he would be a little taller than me. And I usher him in and say, hey, Michael, I don't want to bother you. I know you're here as a guest, but um, is it okay if I introduce you to my wife? He's like, oh, sure, I'd love that. So I say, hey, this is my wife, Reagan. And she's like, oh, hi, Miss, hi, Michael. And he's like, hi, it was so nice to be here. And I said, you know, Michael, um, your daughter Paris has been here, and it's been really great having her. And and this is the craziest thing. He, in the dream, looks at me, gets teary, and says, You know, of all the things I've done, um, music and everything, 
having kids was the best decision I ever made. And then I woke up. I was like, that is the craziest dream I've ever had. Yeah. Yes, and and I will say this, it is the best thing I've ever done. And yes, I love entertainment, I love music, I love the show. Um, that's that's you know my passion, but having kids only makes it better because it 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 gives you the ultimate perspective on life and and why you do these things in the first place. So, yeah. Um Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh I wanted to ask, did you tell Reagan about the dream? I did, and you know what's funny? She was laughing. I told my mother-in-law, too. And then the next night, I, I don't know. I had all, I keep having these dreams about the... I don't know if they're talking to me um, through the other side or what, but then I had a dream. Aretha Franklin knocked on my door at my parents' house, and I said, oh, hi. Yo, you, have the, you have the best dreams. Like, I do not have dreams nowhere near that. Well, it's funny because, okay, I have you heard of these weighted blankets? So I bought one, and they're supposed to help you sleep better. And, and so I'm having these really restful, deep dreams because they I guess your neurotransmitters kick up or something. And um, and um, so I had a dream. She knocked on the door and said, oh, hi, Miss Franklin. She said, hey, I'm having a hell of a day. Can I just hang out with family? I said, sure. So I'm sitting on the porch with her, and then she's smoking. And then she smoked in real life, which is funny. And then she was cooking for us, and it was like the best dream ever. I was like, oh, man. So yeah, I don't. I'm having these dreams with these musical icons. So hopefully they continue. That sounds amazing. Well, best dreams ever, right there. Dot com. Now I I know uh, we gotta wrap up this interview, but before we do, I got I got one last question for you, and then I'm gonna bounce off you and see how you feel about it. Okay. So there's two artists right now. One, um, Jacquees, and two, I think it's. Y.K. Osiris. I'm not really familiar with him too much. I've heard his music before. Yeah. But they're fighting over who is the king of R&B. And they're going at it. Twitter wars, all kind of wars. And there's some kind of competition. And now Jacquees is, I believe, renaming his album that he was going to drop. And now it's going to be king of R&B. So because you are in R&B... I gotta know who your king of R&B is. It doesn't even have to be either one of them. They're just fighting over a generation of newcomers and thinking that they're the best in their league. I don't think they compare to any of the elites or anybody who's been making R&B music for the last 20 to 30 years. Right. So, um, who is your king of R&B? Now, are you, do you mean king of R&B of like my generation or... Someone current? All time. All time. Who is your go-to when you listen to R&B music? Well, I have a few, but if we're talking about the foundation of R&B and soul music, um, you know, because historically what happened is you had blues, and then when the electric guitar was invented, that became rhythm and blues because you, it sped up. And out of that, you got soul music and... R&B, and, and then that kind of morphed into what 
you would say R&B now. But, uh, so in terms of that, I think the greatest soul singer ever, um, the, the real king of R&B, I don't think anybody would disagree with me, is uh, Sam Cooke. I think he's, there's nobody better. He's, he was the best. Wow. That's so that's that's the gold standard, and then of course you have James Brown, Ray Charles, Michael Jackson, Prince, Barry White, Al Green, who's you know still incredible, uh, Smokey Robinson. I mean, there's a million kings of R and B, you know. So yeah. So I mean, I I kind of know Jacques Is that how you say his name? Jacques. and um, I really like. Um, you know, I'm not going to say, like, you know, uh, who's the guy uh, from Texas? Um, Khalid, I like him. Oh, I like Khalid. But, you know, as good as these guys are, we're all trying to, to get to the mountaintop that other people have been to. Do you know what I mean? So, I, yeah. you know, it used to be Bobby Brown. R. Kelly said he was, and, you know, we took that away from him, so... Uh, and rightfully so. Uh, yeah, I think he took that away from himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think he... Man. Um, he kind of revoked his own uh, R&B card. Yeah, what a monster. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think, you know, and it's... Look, if, I'm, if I were to say I'm the king of R&B from a marketing standpoint, what does that do? That's, that, that creates instant attention and people are going to be talking about you. So from a PR standpoint, yeah. it's great. So... I, I'm sure he probably actually thinks that, but it's also a good PR move, too. You know, there's always reasons people yeah, do things. It would be awesome if he did it from a PR standpoint and he actually had original music to drop with it or an album to do it with, but he does a lot of covers. And the other guy, I can't listen to him for long periods of time. So maybe they're doing it and it's causing some attention, but it's like people like you and me, we know who the greats are, so it'll never compare. No, and I don't, you know, those, I have my favorites like everybody else, but I also like, you know, uh, artists my age and younger that create new music. I'm not, I'm not stuck, to, I'm, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I only like music from 1971. I'm not like that. I like, I like <laughs> all popular music, you know. I, I really like, you know that new Post Malone song, the No Good at Goodbye song? Yeah, goodbye, I like that. I really like that song, and, you know, I'm like, people say whatever about him, but I will say this, I think he he is a fantastic songwriter, he writes good melodies, he has very melodic, um, he makes interesting music, so I, I, I you have, you can't, you, it's very easy uh, to become bitter and um, uh, all that, but, it, you know, you have to let that go at a certain point and, and just be like, you know what, I, I love music and, and keep exposing yourself to it. Yeah, I agree. All right, Nate. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, before I go, I do want to make sure everyone is following Indie Jams on all social media platforms. I mean, there's so many pages. Like, we have the regular Indie Jams page. We have Indie Jams Radio, Indie Jams Show, just Indie Jams everything. Um, I appreciate everyone so much for continuously supporting us and, like, tuning in each and every week. I mean... With your show, pretty much meeting off the week up until, uh, let's see, up until Sundays. Like, I, I, just, I just added a new Christian hip-hop show. Like, Indie Jams is just, like, crazy. It's growing so fast. It's blowing up. And I just appreciate all the love and support I get from everyone. 
I'm especially you, Nate. You're of course. So, man, I, I, I can't believe I tuned in and I was listening to Dr. Miami talk about that I didn't want to know. I, I didn't really either, but I was, you know, sometimes you look right in the fire and you, you keep staring, you know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> you say you look right in the fire. Oh, my God. So crazy. But thank you so much for having me on Nate Larson Music. Um, everybody, make sure you go check out. It's natelarsonmusic.com, right? natelarsonmusic.com. Um, Soon I will be uploading, the show will be hosted on the website. I'm working on that. But for now, um, if uh, I'm on Apple, iTunes, the, the podcast, and the radio show and everything. Um, just search for the uh, Nate Larson radio show and it'll be on there. And I'm on Instagram at Nate Larson Music. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Elvie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Ooh, oh.
just Woo! 